Hello everyone, this is Miriam and you are welcome to Journeys with Podcast. Welcome back. If this is your first time tuning in, hi, I hope you stay. If it isn't your first time, thank you for coming back. Share this podcast with your friends, leave a review. I don't know why I said thank you for coming back. Like, what did I say that? Thanks for coming back. Like, what is it? <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Share this podcast with your friends, leave a review on iTunes. I mean, you know. Don't keep it to yourself. Journeys with podcasts is about you, it's about me, it's about us. It's about people and their journeys through life. I invite different people to come in and share their personal journeys with me. Today's episode that you're going to listen to is unique. It's about my friend and I's journey to adulthood. <laughs> my or adulting, let's say. <laughs> my friend's name is Khadija. She was born in Jamaica moved to the UK when she was fairly young before I met her so we met when we were both 17 in 2011 and now we're both 26 we both grew we both grew individually we both developed in our understanding of life our friendship in this episode we discuss the realities of our friendship we discuss our individual journeys to adulthood the bad, the good, the mysterious, the lessons, the choices, it's a good one. Just a disclaimer though, Khadija and I are both chilled in real life, okay? But in this episode, we lean into the deeper side of ourselves. For I assure you, we're not always deep. We're not always deep. We laugh a lot too. But this is actually our first time both of us talking in details about our friendship about our journey to adulthood being vulnerable and all that and we're doing it in front of you guys happy listening so Khadija yes dear so how would you describe the year 2020 for you I'm not even the year 2020 but what is what is it that you think you've learned about yourself through this pandemic something that surprised you that made you think whoa I never thought I could do I didn't know I could save so much money, um, but more importantly, I feel like I realized I had no hobbies. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. So after, you know, you're not allowed to go out and so, you know, you're outside less and you just kind of with your own company and you just realize you're just on your phone. Like, I'm so from, I think during the pandemic is when I started discovering what I'm actually interested in outside of people, outside of the outside world. And I think I would say that was probably the best thing that came out of the pandemic for me. Really. That's so interesting, you know, because it's like a it's like a culture shock because if when like before the pandemic you probably thought you were like you had it together and you know I know what I'm doing, I have work and then it's like all of a sudden, wait, what do I actually like? That's like that could be a bad thing, you know, because it makes you think, oh my gosh. Who am I? Yeah, I, I had that, like, that's that's the exact thought that I had. 
and it, it was exciting because I was like okay I could learn a musical instrument I could do this blah 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 and um, so just um, started taking piano lessons is it? A... you told me <laughs> but yeah I'm like is it? <laughs> like I do know like is it? <laughs> I just yeah kind of discovered my rediscovered myself I guess you feel like you had a different perspective on 2020 um okay so for me you know it's been stretching I thought I was an adult until 2020, 2021. It's been like, you know, I think it's not just 2020, it's just going through things that you did not expect, going through unprecedented things, things that's not planned. You know, so I think, what did I learn about myself? I learned that, yeah, I learned that I'm actually strong. And of course, of course, my faith did play a part because I was losing my mind. I think I would have lost my mind, you know, if I didn't have that kind of peaceful state. Um, but I, yeah, I think I learned that I was stronger than I thought I was. That mm. it's okay to cry. You know, it's okay to be, you know, frustrated. Mm. You know, I also learned that, you know, we are actually all the same as people, even though, you know, from different countries, the world is actually connected, especially in the very beginning when everyone was on social media and everyone's going through the same thing. I think it brought the world to. Mm together in some way but at the same time it's very funny because you can see it brought the world together but also kind of made people feel lonely yeah which is very is like just is that what they call juxtaposition the kind of feeling of everyone's talking to each other on social media and there's like an increase in that but you're talking on social media in your room alone mm, mm, mm. so Khadija how would you describe like because this episode uh, is about our journeys to adulthood. You don't know, I didn't record the introduction with you here, but in the introduction, I spoke about how, you know, we're going to talk about our journeys to adulthood because, you know, we've known each other since 2011. And how would you describe your journeys, your journey to adulthood? Like going from being a teenager to being 20, to being 26? I think it was quite rocky. Yeah. Um, because I had a lot of, like, focusing on my mental health for a bit and it was a prominent thing in quite a few stages in that journey to adulthood at which it clicked for me that I felt like an adult I would say <laughs> and this sounds a little bit superficial but when I got my car I just mm -hmm. felt whoa like an adult now like I've got to like think about my car payments and yeah it, i think at that point i felt more responsibility because i was this person driving on the road i felt like i became more adult-like yeah i would say that i won't feel like an adult until probably i live on my own and i guess for me adulthood equals like complete independence right i haven't really quite got that yet mm. but you're in a different position because you know your parents are like in France and but it's interesting what you say you know because that's what that's what's interesting about life is because you don't actually know that you're growing until later on and I think yeah. there was a time when we turned 26 yeah I think you messaged me something about is I'm just going to paraphrase something about I don't feel like I'm there or whatever but I'm like you're actually growing and you've grown in ways that that you know you can't think of right now but every day you're growing you mm -hmm. know 
every day you're growing. So how, for me personally, going from being a teenager, 13 to 18, what I would say yeah, is that what's very sad that for me anyway is that I've always wanted to get out of the season that I was in. Mm. It never really made me enjoy the present, Khadija. That's, that's such a key thing. Like that's such a what? It's such a key point because it's like you're always chasing after this always. intangible thing. Yeah, and yeah, you never really enjoy your life as it is currently. You're always chasing the next high. Like if I get this, then I'm gonna be X Y Z. You know, I've I think I have a problem with that. Like it's hard for me to just sit and be happy in in the moment that I'm in. Which is a problem because you would have, you would think that at 26, yeah, we've learned this, yeah, just enjoy the present. But I remember when I was 13 and I was in, when I was when I was 13 or when I was 18, I wanted to be at university when I was in college. When I was at university, I wanted to be somewhere else, and I never really enjoyed the present. So that's one thing that I regret, and I try to remind myself to enjoy the present. But it's yeah. interesting what you said that you didn't feel like an adult until you actually had something material. Yes. So would you say that inside, yeah, inside you as a person, that childlike thing, that child, I don't know how to say, it, that childlike spirit is still here. You still feel like a child inside. <laughs> yeah, I feel that I haven't quite made it yet. Yeah. Put- what is made it? Like, what is that? Is it society that just... I don't know. I think you you never make it, but I'm always trying to, to make it. Mm. Um, yeah, like every time I reach a milestone, I'm yeah. already thinking about milestone. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, I need to live by myself. And now when I live by myself, oh, I need to get married. Oh, if I get married, now I need to have kids. You know, and it's like, it continues on and on and on. Um, yeah, and yeah, I'm never going to reach the top of the mountain, I feel like. Mm. I should just enjoy the process of getting there and it's really hard for me to it is hard right i think a lot of people that are listening that adults feel this way it's like you always aim for something more but we don't realize that the present is actually what you have right now i know it sounds very cliche but now i think back of when i was 18 and i'm like why didn't i enjoy just being with my mom and my dad in the house why did i aim to just be somewhere else um Mm -hmm. I was speaking when I was um, having my therapy sessions I still have them but my therapist recommended this book Mm -hmm. called The Happiness Trap and it's actually the pursuit of happiness and how it's okay to never reach it and you can't assume that once you reach a certain point you're gonna be happy you know, not be happy and we just have to accept that like you have bad days and you have good days and it will just kind of fluctuate like that mm. or we're kind of always chasing oh you know, when i get this house then I'll it's gonna happy. be oh, yeah I'll, I'll only have good days but that's not the reality because the, the more you move move forward in life um or even backwards any kind of stage that you change to you're gonna have that fluctuate fluctuation so do you think it's actually wrong to aim to always be happy? Should we just embrace? Should we just embrace not being happy, or should we just find the happiness in the moments? That's a that's a tough question because mm-hmm. obviously 
happiness is a good feeling and you would like to you know stop and smell the roses and just be present and be tent in your current situation right um because sometimes when you do feel unhappy you use it as a drive like a motivator to level up you know but at the same time i just feel like accepting that your life isn't perfect Mm -hmm. it's okay all right so let's speak up do you remember when we met when we met i (laughs) i'm because our memory is so unreliable i would say that when we met i think it was obviously in colds in college in college in college (laughs) yeah yeah we met in college uk Uh, yeah in the uk (laughs) but yeah we met in college and i remember it was in uh in the hallway where like the media classes were and i saw you and i can't remember what i thought and i can't remember what i said to you mm-hmm. but we just stuck together throughout the whole day and i think we even took the bus like, went to Croydon, came mm-hmm. back we're going to go back to this but like at that time i think we were how old were we how old was i in 2011 i was 17. what were the pressures at the time because now, you know, you would say young people, they have the pressure of social media or whatever. But when you think back, what were the pressures at the time? Were there any pressures? I mean, you still had Facebook. <laughs> Who um, was using Facebook, Khadija? <laughs> yeah, I was. Actually, I was. For X Factor. To post about X Factor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't remember any pressures as such. I think, for me, the pressure was just to, to find a circle. Yeah, just a group of people I could chill with just to make some friends really because I'd moved from East London to South London so I just wanted to make some connections so for me I feel like that was my pressure I don't remember thinking about much else mm. that's real you know because I think when you're an adult we, we get to the stage where we're like we don't need friends but at that time when you're 17 friends are everything you want to be part of the circle yeah I mean what did you was your pressure you feel like what were my pressures at the time oh gosh even at that time when there was no social media comparison was just there just looking mm-hmm. at the people and then looking at myself and like you know even back in primary school secondary school i would see i think back in the day it wasn't makeup but it was like hair gel and the short mm-hmm. skirts how girls would just transform their uniform to make it look cool and i couldn't do that yeah so I think comparing myself to other people, I think the pressure was just looking, like looking fashionable. Because also we went from that stage of having uniform to not having uniform. So I really wanted like cool clothes. And I think that was the pressure. Uh, yeah, I don't remember like caring how I looked. I did, I do remember like maybe later on in the year that I discovered makeup and I discovered the natural community and stuff. and. Yeah, yeah, I was... The, yeah, natural hair community, right? Yeah. I used to, I don't know if you remember, I used to wear this, like, gigantic puff. You, you... And... Khadija was work before people were work. <laughs> hair thing going on. I mean, you were looking good. You had braces. I remember our eyebrows were not on fleek. <laughs> so when you look at, like, 17-year-olds or 18-year-olds today, what do you think? What comes through your mind? I feel like... They have such an overload of information. Yeah. 
it's so easy to compare yourself with people that you wouldn't even see in real life and I'm quite happy that when I was in college like I wasn't on social media that much so I wasn't kind of looking at Kylie Jenner and saying oh my gosh Kylie Jenner looks so good I need to do my makeup like her and stuff like that like yeah I didn't have that at all really um so I would say yeah there's a lot of comparison now these days because you've got access to so much people it's um, so true yeah i'm glad i didn't kind of it's yeah. so true because sometimes i look at like the young people today and i'm sorry but i think i'm so happy i'm not a teenager in this season because it's it's, it's a lot it's actually a lot and i don't even know what advice to give to be honest because i can't be like don't be on social media i don't know it's i remember it's a lot so what advice would you give them what advice do you have for people who are like oh my gosh like i'm not like that person and people look successful and i don't have social media personally but we will speak about this that's the answer um i think that's just me avoiding you know um so i don't think you should social media what i think you should do is probably curate your feed you know so mm. following a bunch of instagram models mm. and of like really successful entrepreneurs that was making a million pounds mm. at 17 like are you following those people and then when you look at them do you feel inspired or do you feel like you don't measure up yeah and i think if you look at your follower follower list and your feed and just like try to understand how you're feeling when you see like an image then i think that's a good guide as to whether you should follow that person you know what i would, what I would say is i think it's very important i mean i don't want to put all the blame on parents but i think it's very important to build confidence in the in your child you know even if it's your little sister to build confidence that just to know that your worth goes beyond what you've achieved. You are not your job and you are not your followers and you are not your likes. You know, I think knowing who you are in on the inside of you will help in just knowing who you are, knowing whose child you are, knowing that your worth is not dependent on how many likes. And that would, if you're from a good home, that helps. And what I've also noticed is that you know, a lot of kids now, we don't realise it. I mean, all of us, we don't realise it, but we compare ourselves to people who are like 20 years older than us. I'm looking I'm looking at their profile and they're like 40 and I'm only 26. Yeah, what you said about having a strong foundation is really, really important. Yeah. So what is one thing you would say that you know now that you're happy that you know? Because there must be one thing that is good about like growing up and becoming an adult and being in your 20s. I would say I'm happy that I've got experience independent definitely more so than when i was 21. yeah i would say those are the two key things the finances to really follow my dreams in terms of if i really want to want to go on holiday to this place yeah i can just yeah, easily quite save save up for that yeah when i was 21 i didn't even think about holidays because i was at uni and i wasn't really working enough where i could you know save that kind of money like i'm happy with what i've experienced so far and i feel like me more emotionally intelligent what were the key differences for you for me what i would say is what i've what i've learned 
it's more so thing that I've learned about myself than what I've acquired. Okay. Yeah, more yeah, more thing that I've learned about myself. So I think when I was young, when I was young, I was really striving for people to like me. Like I went through that stage where if someone didn't like me, especially when I was like around 13, 14, when I moved here from France. I mean, I was so insecure about my accent. It unbelievable. I was so I was so insecure. And I think one thing, and I was striving for acceptance, right? And even though I wasn't treated well, I was just striving. I just wanted people to like me. So I was just hanging out with people that don't like me so that I can just be like them, right? And I think what I'm grateful for in terms of things I've learned is to just be okay. Oh yeah, being okay to be Miriam. It's okay to be Miriam. It's okay to not be loud and it's okay if you're an ambivert. Being an ambivert is the most confusing thing because you're in the middle. <laughs> you're in the middle, so you don't really know. Like you're you're happy either way. Yeah. So you can't really quite figure out yourself because it's like, why with that person I'm very open, but with that other person I'm not. And then it confuses you until you actually learn that you have different sides of yourself and that's okay. So for me, I would say just learning to just be okay to be Miriam. It's okay to be Miriam. That's one thing I'm grateful for. It took a very long time. That is such a key point. Mm. And it, it's so important because I feel like with me as well, mm. I was trying to become like other people. Right. And yeah it's yeah that's yeah what you said is like actually kind of just sat with me it makes you miserable isn't it when you're trying to be somebody else it made me miserable personally yeah i don't know if it made me i'm i'm kind of i've got this natural sense of i always want to improve myself you know so when i was looking at people that i felt had really good style or the way they talk or the way they joke or whatever I used to think oh I need to be more like that person and then you know then I'll be this successful person that everybody like everybody wants to be around and yeah I, I guess being yeah being yourself is actually quite brave it's a quite a brave thing to do and it's definitely something I've learned as I've got older that it's okay to be Khadija you know Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about more happy stuff. I feel like we've just been <laughs> we've just been reminiscing about our life and okay, so it's so funny. Um so okay, so what was your first impression when you saw me? You say you can't remember. Oh what okay, not even your first impression, but when you were 17 or 18, what type of friend was I? Like who was Miriam for you when you thought, okay, Miriam? Who who did she what what did that actually represent for you? You were quite real and yeah, to me you were real. Like when I felt when I was asking you questions, it felt like you were just being straight, like honest. Like you were very open and it it was disarming. So I felt that I could put down my walls and be real and open as well. So I feel like, yeah, that's my impression of you when I first met you. Yeah. Is you know why I'm like wow because that's exactly the same thing I was going to say about you. Exactly the same. Exactly the same thing. 
like exactly Khadija is the kind of person who would just tell you how it is oh wow back then she was the kind of person who you know okay even is a thing how do I look like I tried to you know I tried to, how do I look Khadija I knew that you would just tell me mm, you know what this doesn't you know, I think this will be better. You wouldn't even say it like that. You just, just the way you look at me, I would know that, no, Miriam, it's not working. But it's not, it's, I think I got used to that side of you that's very honest. Mm. You were extremely honest. Um, I think you're someone who can't fake it. I don't think you can fake it. Oh, it's, it's, it's something that I learned, I realised about myself when I started my first, like, job outside of uni. Mm-hmm. you know like people used to ask me stuff and like what do you think about these shoes mm-hmm. and I'll just, I'll just make this face and it's like it's not something I can control and I can't I can't pretend so that that I would say was your strength because by the same time you can also be a weakness but because I got used to you so it's fine like it's not a bad thing uh, in terms of weakness what was Khadija's weakness <laughs> Uh, that that honesty that you have here that realness can also be a weakness because sometimes i wouldn't really you know because you're not you're not you're not faking it right so you're not one you're not very girly girly like, oh hi you look so good and blah, blah, blah. but you know what i will tell you a story um in terms of my first impression of you and how i got to know that yeah i need to be friends with this girl is because i saw that i could be myself right and i know i don't you might not remember but in in our first encounter, I think I knew your sister before I knew you. I don't know. Anyway, I met both of you at the same time. I don't know. So I think we went somewhere to the shop or something. Your sister was with us, right? And as I was on my way to say bye to you, I was going to hug you. I'm not a hugger. <laughs> I'm not a hugger. Except if I haven't seen you for a very long time, I will hug you. Or, you know, if I feel like it, I will hug you. But naturally, I'm not really a hugger. And I tried to hug you goodbye, right? I was like, oh, that's how British people do it. I'm from France, that's how they do it. And your hug was just cold. (laughs) 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 Your your hug was cold. And for someone who didn't even want to hug in the first place, who thought it was that's what British people do, you were not even, I was like, I shouldn't even have done it. And from then on, I was like, I should just be myself with this girl because I don't think she's a hug either. <laughs> and from then on, I thought, you know, I have to be myself with this girl. And so I think as our friendship de- developed, I I didn't try to do something else. Like, we didn't force it. If I didn't want to hug you, you were not a hug either. We didn't have to be like other people. We were not the typical girlfriends like we would not hug if you don't want to hug we just be like hi bye we would not pretend to just compliment each other if we didn't really feel like it <laughs> i think that's what worked because we didn't fake it and we're just real because i yeah. think there's this kind of category that people put you in or there's this box that if your friend is supposed to do this but for us we didn't really do things like people do right what do you think i think it's, it's definitely a good assessment of our friendship I felt so at ease because I felt like if I said something bad, like, I, like I'm not, I'm not filtering my, in my head, like, 
oh, if I say this, then this. Mm-hmm. I was just being myself, and it was. It oh. was I can't it, believe you have the same. Yeah, that's so crazy. I didn't think you were gonna say that. <laughs> the fact that you picked up on the hug thing is like it's so funny because I've had that experience before. Um, so I had another friend um, when I was working at a bank and yeah she was just leaving like we were supposed to separate so we can each go home <laughs> and then she just kind of stopped and looked at me and then just like yeah we both just like this awkward thing and she's like i feel like you're a hugger <laughs> and i was like what did she say she's like i feel like you're not a hugger <laughs> i was like you got it but the thing is like i'm trying i think with me i don't know if is it is it that I'm not a hugger or is it that I'm not used to hugging? Oh, is it is it that you're not a hugger or you're not used to displaying affection? Is that what you said? Yeah, and I've been thinking that because when I'm oh, that's a good one. Because I have a um, I did the love language test and one of my love languages is physical touch. No way, Khadija, really? Yes. <gasps> physical touch, you? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. And, you know, if I've had, so, and so when I've had like a drink and my inhibitions and are, are down, you know, I'm a lot more touchy-feely, like when, yeah, if, when I'm with friends and we're out, you know, I'm, yeah, we're dancing together, I'm hugging them, I'm, you know, we're very like affectionate in that way. And I'm, sometimes I think to myself, am I not a hugger? Or am I just, I need to be used to this person, like, or I'm overthinking stuff, or I don't like displaying affection, or I'm not used to it. So I've, yeah, I've been thinking about that for a while, you know, because. There's like, when you're in a relaxed atmosphere, that's where um, you're okay to help. But if you're not in a relaxed, or maybe when you're thinking too much. Because I don't know if you had, did you, when you were growing up, did you have, did you have a lot of like affection? Mm. My mom, my mom, my, my mom does not even like me when I kiss her on the cheek. My mm. mom would be like, my mom is not, doesn't show affection at all. <laughs> she's amazing. And she's like, she loves in different ways, but like hugging and no, nah, she's, she's not like that. But I love to do it to her because I know she doesn't like it. Yeah. So it's true, you know, what you said. Is it because of who we are or is it the way we grew up? And mm. I mean, growing up, who we are, like, it makes us who we are. But if you, if you kind of try to get past that and look at your core, are you sure about that? <laughs> are you 100%? I'm not sure about that, Khadija. I like hugs. I want hugs. Hug me. Hug <laughs> me. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. Well, it's, I think it's important to not put boxes in. Even me saying you're not a hugger. No, I might be a hugger. I'm just, I just haven't explored that part of me yet. Um, so in terms of weakness, what would you say was like my weakness growing up? Like, I think oh, I hate when Miriam do that. You want to say two things? Um, stuck in between. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought about it too fast, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, I think you should have waited at least like, oh, I can't find any. I would say that people are quite blunt 
this is exactly what I would say about you. That's so weird. <laughs> so when you said the weakest thing, I was like, okay. But yeah, I do. Yeah, and I guess that's what happens when you're real. But sometimes it'd be too real, you know. <laughs> um, oh, wow. You're you're comfortable in your comfort zone, and it would be interesting if you kind of push that a little bit. Just what try. do you mean? Go deep into it. I like it. I want to hear it. I would feel like I've got that. That got like specific examples. I would just say that's the vibe that I get from you. That's the energy that I get. Is yeah, your comfort zone is quite rigid. And as in, mm, there are different ways I could interpret that. As mm. in, as in, I don't. Uh, there are different ways to interpret that. Is it that I don't go be? Is it me going beyond my boundaries, as in my personal conviction? So, is it or is it more comfort zone, as in it could just be a simple thing? Miriam, just do this. You've never done it. Just do it. What which comfort zone are you talking? Are you talking about conviction, personal conviction, or just very light things that I don't do just because I don't want to do them? No, 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 not the conviction. Light things. Yeah, I don't think it's right to like if you don't believe in a certain thing, then I don't think it's fair to judge you on that based on that. But yeah, I guess remember when remember when the the last birthday that we had, you know, the, the birthday before that mm. when we did and lashes together, I was like, oh, yeah, Miriam's stepping out now, you know, because I I wasn't expecting you to do that at all, but you mm. actually done with me and I was like wow so yeah it's something I'm working on you know because in my life there's so many things I want to try that I haven't tried it could also be because sometimes it'd be the money that'd be just like I can't do this but sometimes you use that as an excuse so it's like yeah it's true what you're saying you know because I'm a very adventurous person in my head but I haven't stepped out yet (laughs) (laughs) so this is something that I'm definitely um I would definitely be working um, on. Um, so, Khadija, we said both of us that we have like this kind of traits that's very blunt, and mm-hmm. I think that's why we got on very well because like we can just be ourselves and no one will be offended. But have you had friends or have you had people around you that made that kind of gave you remarks about your bluntness? Because I've had and I never understood it. I've had people say, oh, Miriam, you know, why are you so, you know, like friends that, oh, Miriam, why are you, you know, just be careful because sometimes I'm very blunt, but I don't realize that I am. Mm -hmm. And it's very frustrating to hear comments about people talking about that because I'm like, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. It's just, it's just me. For me personally, it's been frustrating hearing people complaining about it. How have you been, how have you dealt with it? Um, I would say my one kind of manifests more like her. When I was younger, I used to be quite judgmental, and especially like about um, this one particular friend, friend's relationship. Oh, he did this, and I was like, why are you with him? Like, you're so silly for staying with him. You know he's no good, that kind of thing. Mm. And she just kind of stopped. And I realized people, people, when people are complaining to you, they don't want your opinion they just want they just want you to listen so yeah that's what i've learned um in Mm -hmm. regards to 
my bluntness like I do need to filter it a bit for me yeah I try to you know because sometimes it could also be from where I'm from the certain thing that you say in France yeah that's okay but then in English it sounds different sometimes yeah. what it is all right so our final point Khadija I would say so I remember last year you sent me a message about how uh, you're turning 26 and you feel like you haven't made it and you know you feel like you haven't made it and all that so what i love about you though is what you've taught me with your life and what you've been able to achieve though you have a long way to go both of us is that it's okay to start again this is something that i never allowed myself to do i thought i want to get into this field and Mm -hmm. i feel like if i don't want if i don't get into it my purpose is over but for you for looking at you you've taught me that it's okay to start again and how did you come to that conclusion because it's not easy to go from i love this but now i'm going to do this um i was doing a lot of researching because i realized although i love psychology so much yeah like the career trajectory probably not it's not fitting my lifestyle so what i did is just i'm not gonna find a perfect job where i love every aspect of it but as long as i have i love some aspects of it and i can also afford my lifestyle mm. then I, that's the sweet spot you know data analyst mm. was like the, the middle ground for me well, it's not like you had an interest in it right not really i mean with psychology you work with data all the time because you're doing a lot of research and you're writing reports and stuff but i never thought data analyst was for me until i did the research and i was like mm. okay they they do a lot of research. Hey, I like researching. Also, they make quite decent money. Hey, I like making decent money. So, mm. I, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that I would have enjoyed becoming. I would have enjoyed becoming a mental health nurse or I would have enjoyed becoming a therapist, but it just wasn't in my lifestyle. Mm. And I find the right balance because it's great to do what you love, but if you're only doing what you love and you can't afford rent mm. you're gonna be happy really are you so, i love how you allowed yourself to just try again and try different things that takes courage you know yeah it's a lot to admit like where the road that you're going down you need to go back up to the start mm. and then but we're young we're in our 20s still young enough to change our career like there's people in their 40s like going to medical school and becoming a doctor I don't think yeah and it's completely okay, you know? Regardless of how old you are, isn't it? Regardless. I think, I remember a quote saying, like, best time to plant a tree was yesterday, but the second best time to plant a tree is today. So, today, you're now, like, what you are now is the perfect time. You can't go back in the past, but you can certainly change what you're doing now. I love this. I love this. I was actually going to ask you to end this. What advice would you give to like adults or young people who may be listening and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm an adult now. Oh my gosh, what is adulting? Oh my gosh, I need to achieve this. Oh my gosh. Like, for this are just in the middle, man, life is hard. <laughs> I don't think I've got anything profound to say that um, a young person hasn't heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just it's not too late to start over. Focus on yourself and not other people. Um, you 
have your own timeline so it doesn't matter if Tanisha got married at 23 had a really nice job at 27 and she got kicked at 30 like that's her timeline that's separate to your life you know so yeah. just focus yeah yeah I agree with you I agree with you I don't know how you... yeah go on yeah I always remember that quote comparisons of people joy it's, it's you you're like try to be the best you you can be and not the best version of Kylie Jenner try to emulate Kylie Jenner or whatever like just be you yeah and that's what I love about you because I know that you've changed in different ways and you've grown in different ways but that part of Khadija that was there in 2011 is still there like that you know that girl who loves twist and who makes twist and who likes twist is still there like you know and maybe that has to do with the fact that you're not on social media and that, that takes a lot of self-control to not go on social media and I don't know how you did it I feel like I'm I'm glad that I'm not on social media because I'm You're really person. not on Instagram, you're not on Twitter, you're not on Facebook. And oh. sometimes I think I'm missing out, you know, but yeah. at the same time, I know it's good for my mental health. Mm. Um, but do you not go on Instagram even though with that an account to look at what other people are doing or celebrities? You don't go? I used to. I deleted my accounts to stop doing that. Mm. And I'm just looking at other people again, and I'm trying not to do that because because I've got a natural drive to improve myself. So to see other people and think, oh, I, can, I should try that hairstyle. Oh, I should try this. I should try that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but I am prone to take it and then start to like, I don't know, value the way other people look and not how I look and how I am personally and. I mean, it's great. It's great. You have to follow your peace in life. No one is rushing. You have to follow your own peace. Do what you want to do, and that's what you're doing, which I think is great. Thank you so much, Khadija. Thank you. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Thank you so much for your time. It's kind of, okay. Normally, when I finish, I'm like, oh, you can follow Khadija on Instagram. Follow her. She doesn't have Instagram, guys. Um, she doesn't have Instagram and that's perfect and I envy that um, so thank you so much guys for listening I hope that you enjoy this episode can I at least use your picture Khadija for like the poster the promotional poster uh, you have or no I should just use my picture you can use my, you can use my picture thank you so much guys for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode bye guys <laughs>